and some people love doing a hip, hip workout and you know pushing themselves to their max that's great and that works for them but for a lot of people it's just agony and a chore and it just feels it's just not for them and I think instead of forcing yourself to do those things um there are I, I really truly believe that for everyone there is some form of physical activity or exercise that they would absolutely love to do and it's a a case of finding what that is finding what that is and how that can fit into their lives welcome to moving dialogues i'm sc augusto vertan and your host and i created this podcast because i believe in dialogue dialogue is how we connect and share our stories And our stories, well, they are our superpower. So I want to connect with you to share my own personal stories, but also introduce some incredible human beings and their powerful narratives that can move your heart, but also move you into action. I hope this podcast can also help you feel that you are not alone in whatever reality or struggle you might be facing and give you support from afar. I hope this podcast can also give you tools to help you keep connecting and keep moving, no matter what. So let's connect. And let's get moving. Hello, everyone. Welcome. If you're someone who has never listened before, welcome to Moving Dialogues. If you're someone who's been here before, welcome back. I'm your host, Essie Augusta Vertanen. And if you follow me on social, or you have indeed listened to some of the other episodes before, you have probably heard about my motto and slogan, keep connecting and keep moving. Well, today, today's episode is all about moving um, and how to like resiliently keep on going in your life no matter what. And the focus of the movement we're going to discuss today is physical activity. Physical activity and exercise has personally been my lifesaver in times when getting out of bed was hard. And today's guest shares this with me, and I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation. So without further ado, let me introduce our today's guest. Louisa Strain is a mindset and motivation coach and a personal trainer. She is fascinated by the space between physical activity and coaching. Her passion is to help people to feel their best selves transform their minds through exercise and help unblock emotional and psychological barriers to behavioral change. She also has a specific interest in how exercise can prevent and assist with mental health conditions and help to grow resilience. Her approach combines cognitive behavior, mindfulness, and self-compassion. Louisa believes that everyone can feel their best through some form of physical activity. And I love this because this resonates with me so strongly. Hi, Louisa. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing today? Hi, Essie. I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah. How are you? I am really good. I am just so excited to have this conversation because like I said in my intro, it, it's, you know, physical activity and, and exercise just have been my life's lifesaver in so many moments. So I'm just looking forward to what's going to come out of today. I'm super excited. It's very exciting. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. <laughs> cool. So before we get to our conversation, I'm just going to say a little bit what listeners can expect from today. So first, we're going to kind of speak about Louise's personal stories on physical activity and 
how you know she's kept moving through that and how that's played a role in her life. We're going to talk about motivation at one point and also give some tips at the very end for people to find that physical activity that fits them and feels good to them and how to stay motivated and keep on moving no matter what. And, you know, I'm sure this will go to a bunch of other places, but that's just a little bit of a, you know, prediction of what's going to happen today. Okay, so, Louisa, I just want to, like, dive right into your story, because you've said that for you, exercise has been so much more than just, obviously, physical movement, that obviously, besides, you know, that exercise can make you healthy and you can get the body you want, you said that your number one, like it's your number one coping mechanism for when things have been hard for you and you've been struggling with difficult emotions. Could you please start with that and tell about how did it all begin with exercise that you found out that it worked as a coping mechanism like that for you? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I didn't always used to do a lot of exercise. Um, I grew up in a very active family, um, but I didn't, I used to do a bit of tennis and things, but I didn't really embrace, um, physical movement and physical activity until my early sort of mid twenties. Um, and during that time I, I went through some really difficult times. I had, um, uh, anxiety and depression and um an eating disorder I had a really unhealthy relationship with my physical body we didn't like the way I looked I was overweight um I was constantly yo-yo dieting my friends called me lettuce Louisa because I never used to eat the chips on the way home from the pub um and I really generally wasn't very happy with myself. Um, as a lot of us go through, you know, at that, at that type of age, you're just at university. It was all through my kind of late teens to university years, really. Um, so a, a turning point kind of came when I had, I went into therapy. I had to get help with my, um, ang with the anxiety and depression, the eating disorders. I went into, had lots of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, if people don't know what, what that is, um, which was absolutely transformative. It really changed my life and um, gave me these amazing tools that, you know, kind of used to, to this day. Um, so that was the first kind of personal um, part of where exercise came in. And at that point I found, um, I found swimming and I started doing a bit of running um, and it really kind of transformed my sense of self, like not immediately, but over a kind of period of time. Um, and then since then, really exercise has really been my anchor. It's my coping mechanism. Um, it's, it's provided me with like a sanctuary from many dark moments in my life pulled me out of situations where I felt kind of in a sense of despair, felt, felt isolated and it's really created a sense of hope. So I've kind of, since then, um, I've, I've been through quite a lot of difficult times and, and amazing times as well, you know, as the roller coaster of life is. Um, and the one thing that's been there throughout has been the exercise. Um, and I'm someone that's kind of consistently done it. Um, and I know, I know how, if I have a really hard day, like, like you, you've said, Essie, um, if I feel sad or tired or anxious or stressed, if I go out and do some exercise, I'll feel like a completely different person when I come out of it. Um, so really it's kind of been there to support me through my mental health challenges. Um, my, I've had lots of fertility challenges in my life, um, relationship breakdowns. I've been through divorce throughout all of those difficult ups and downs. It's really helped me process the, the emotions. It's helped me grieve. It's helped me heal. It keeps me focused. It helps me to learn and accept to like my body again. So I've kind of 
got a much much healthier um attitude towards myself um and then it, and it's created this ripple effect which i think is the most interesting thing it's kind of meant that now i take care of myself because i've put all this work into kind of nurturing myself so i want to nurture myself in other ways so like i eat really well i get enough sleep i meditate i do all of the things that you know you know not not i'm not perfect i do i don't do i do i do have some vices but um as we all do but it's really created this kind of positive ripple effect and ultimately it's built my resilience so that i can keep going um and I think one one time in particular, which really resonates with me, where my swimming, my swimming's kind of swimming and running are my two things. I do triathlons, I've done marathons, do long distance um, swim events. They're my two favourite things, and I love yoga as well. Um, but there's a time back in 2013, 14, when it was a really difficult time. I was going through really relationship issues and, and um, my divorce was kind of coming up and really tough and um, fertility was kind of really, really at the forefront of my mind and it was a very emotional time. But I still, every, I used to go swimming with a group of friends before COVID hit. Um, we'd go three, two or three times a week in the morning and we'd meet at the pool and we'd go swimming. And during that time, it was the most amazing thing because it just brought normality structure and a sort of sense of escapism um, and thinking time. It sort of gives you this, this perspective thinking time because you're sort of immersed in the water. And I've written about this and I've got a blog, um, I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, and I've written about this, how water can have these amazing benefits. So it's sort of, literally feels as though the water is soaking up your troubles and just having that normality that exercise gives you i think is is really important um so that was a, sorry that was a lot did you have more <laughs> things <laughs> yeah. no, I love this. This like guys you already received so much like this is going to be a great conversation there's a few things i want to touch on there and and i just loved how you just talked about how swimming especially has been there for you and like you know, like how the, you know, water like washes away your troubles. Like, I love that. And I, and I, I know like part of your coaching is to like, you know, finding that, you know, way to feel good about physical exercise. And, and I want to touch on that a little bit later, but what really, really resonated with me, what you just said was about really like going through the tough times. And when you went through, you know, de depression, anxiety, it's been healing for you when you, you know, you've had to grieve like and that resonated with me and i know you and i we've connected about this before like when i lost my brother in 2017 and if you haven't heard that story you can go to episode one to 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 hear about my my tough time at you know in 2017 but when when you go through that kind of loss the only thing and my therapy was that i actually got my first personal trainer i was doing the cnn internship in london i had no loved ones and I was like, I went to the gym. So I've also kind of similar to you also, like in my early twenties, I went to the gym for the first time and, and started just, you know, going to the gym and, and running and doing a bunch of different things. But I remember I was at the gym and I saw this human being and her name is Karimi and she's amazing. Uh, and, and she, she was my lifesaver, like showing up at the gym with her. I just emailed her like, like, Hey, this has happened. I'm like, I'm about to like crumple down to pieces and not be able to move on. I need you to help me to keep on going. Like, I just feel that you would be the right person to help me. I was so transparent uh, in that email. And we started showing up at the gym together. And honestly, like you said about structure, 
it, it gave me structure that I showed up, you know, four or five times a week, a couple of sessions with her every week at the gym, you know, like even though no matter how bad I was feeling, no matter how depressed, how hopeless, how much in a dark place, like you said, when I left that gym after the session with her, it was like I was a new person. Um, mm -hmm. So I so resonate with that. I'm just curious about like, tell a little bit more about, you know, if someone else is kind of, you know, in this kind of realm of, you know, anxiety or depression, or they've got, gone through like rough time, like what kind of, um, what would you want to tell someone like that who's going through something like and how to go about physical activity? Anything you want to add on that? <laughs> yeah, so it's, I suppose it's um, just doing anything really that, that can get you out of your head and just, you know, if that's, if that's, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be physical activity. It could be doing some meditation. It could be doing some deep breathing. Anything that keeps you grounded in the present moment is going to really help. I mean, that's what all the research says. Um, and actually, like you say, Essie, having the routine, having the structure, having someone else to do the, the movement with, because I know that when you're depressed, it's very difficult to motivate yourself to do anything, isn't it? Like even getting out of bed is an achievement um, or doing the basic things like brushing your teeth. So actually being getting out and exercising can be pretty daunting. But my, my philosophy is around taking really small steps um, towards um, making tiny incremental changes. So anything that you can do, even if it's like two minutes of yoga, two minutes of breathing, um, I follow the... Um, James Clear's Atomic Habits and uh, BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits. So if anyone's heard of those guys, they're kind of behavioral experts and they talk about um, how you can make um, behavior change in really small steps and it can have absolutely transformative results over the long term. Um, I've just written a podcast, um, sorry, a blog about that one too, if anyone wants to read about it in more detail. But I think um, it's just, it's it's making those little steps um, towards, you know, get out, get go out for a walk, listen to the birds, listen to, get outside of your own head. The small, even if it's just for one minute of doing that, then that will gradually build up and make a real difference. I love that because because that's the thing. It's like some people when they, I don't know where I got my willpower to you know go to work every day after you know losing my brother and then I had a rough breakup you know around the same time as well. And but some people do have the hard time that they cannot get themselves out of bed. So I love what you said is that if someone is just struggling to get out of bed, it's like hey, get up take six breaths. I know there's research that has been done that if you take just six breaths, that can start changing your state. And I love, I love Tony Robbins's work because he's all about like, if you move your body, you can change your state. So even as little as like taking six breaths or a couple of breaths or, oh, do just one minute of stretching or do one minute of yoga, like go for a walk. So I love that. They say it starts from really small and then when you start from small, even even that is something. You did something. And then next day you might do five minutes. The next day, ten minutes. Like I think it's it's not about the time spent, but it's really about that you did show up. And I I, I did an Instagram um, TV video about this actually. Like it's not about the time, but you show up because you're mm -hmm. showing up yeah. for yourself for the for the matter of few minutes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's about if you, if you, you know, if you, if you get yourself to the gym or you get yourself out of the house, that's most of the work done. And whatever you do from that point, um, 
and is is just a bonus really so it's um that's where the, the kind of the motivation side of it kicks in mm -hmm. absolutely um and i i love the fact that like um what i love about your um philosophy in the work that you do is is the fact that you really wanting to not just promote like hey yeah go to the gym like let's get you fit like you know and that is obviously part of fitness and personal training and everything but what i really want to talk about with you and why i wanted you to you know have have you on the show was the fact that you really want people to find the way to do exercise or physical activity that feels good to them and actually before we get into that could you define the difference between exercise and physical activity because there's a little bit of difference there maybe people might not know yeah sure so um so exercise is kind of a component of physical activity so physical activity really is any sort of movement that we do or we're moving all day our bodies are always moving so um exercise is a a, a sort of subsection of that so i suppose exercise is where you your your heart rate would be um you're doing a bit more than just just the kind of daily movement but it doesn't mean i mean exercise i think i think it's worth kind of thinking about redefining exercise because i think people have this idea in their heads about what it means and they imagine some kind of gym bunny with them um, fully clad in lycra and expensive trainers and having these kind of these constructs that aren't, aren't necessarily true because you don't you, you can do exercise in so many different formats um which is also part of my kind of passion is you know you don't need to go to the gym you don't need to, to have a whole outfit you don't need to sweat even um, in order to to kind of move you can do so many different things and you can fit so many things throughout your day um so things like i don't know sticking your favorite song on dancing around your living room um for five minutes that is you know that counts as physical movement and, and even exercise you can get your heart rate up so um gardening doing housework those things so it's all about kind of extending that kind of view that people have of movement and then building it into your day as well i think is is really important absolutely i i absolutely love that because that is the you know, there's sometimes even, especially in the beginning of the year, when there's all this fuss about new year, new me. So, uh, you know, a lot of it is that part of like, you know, fitness and exercise and stuff. But I, I love what you said that, okay, like maybe gym is not for you. Maybe you don't enjoy going to the gym. And, you know, I've been a gym goer for years, but I've actually gained more results and I felt my best in the past few months that I've been working out on my mat without weights doing like this one um, YouTube account, like she does fitness videos and programs every week that are free. Cause you know, in lockdown we have to go, you know, kind of be creative. How do we work out when we can't go to the gym? So the, my point saying that is that I've been a gym goer, but I actually have realized that I found most results and felt the, the best about myself. And, and, I, and I feel my best, I look my best, which are obviously, also good bonuses but the fact that i've been alone in my room in a small double room doing the exercises i found the mind and body connection because often when people are at the gym they might actually you know and and we're all victims for that we, we're self-conscious because there's other mm -hmm. people there and maybe the other person is fitter than me or oh they, they can do that exercise i don't know how to do that you know we're very self-conscious because there's other people around and and sorry, this just came to me very randomly, but this is like my biggest aha. And I'd love to talk you to touch on that actually is that how 
you know, when you're just really focused on in your mind and the body connection and being present, how that alone, like you said, dancing in the living room, if you're dancing and you're just so present in your body and you feel good, that can create much more results than you going to the gym and feeling miserable and just focusing on everyone else. You, you're going to even lack the, you know, the results because your focus is not where it's meant to be. Would you like to touch on that bit? Yeah, sure. And um, I'm, I'm so happy you found something. I'm really glad that you found exercise to be such a good help to you, Essie, in, your, in, in the dif difficulties you've experienced with your brother. Um, it's so sad to, to, to listen to your story on that front. And I'm really, it's amazing how you've built your kind of resilience from there. I just wanted to touch on that because I uh, hadn't oh, uh, mentioned you. it before. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good point that um, I think the the key thing for me um and the key thing around the work that i do is is for people to find the thing that they love to do i think um if you are forcing yourself which is what so many people fall into this trap and i think the fitness industry kind of social media is all set up to make us feel inadequate not intentionally but you but you know everything's set up to be like you need to look a certain way you need to have a body like this you need to exercise like this you need to do all these hit programs and you know for some people that's great and some people love doing a hit hit workout and you know pushing themselves to their max that's great and that works for them but for a lot of people it's just agony and a chore and it just feels it's just not for them and i think instead of forcing yourself to do those things um there are I, I really truly believe that for everyone there is some form of physical activity or exercise that they would absolutely love to do and it's a a case of finding what that is finding what that is and how that can fit into their lives um and yeah it's, it's just kind of mo moving away from this idea of, of fitness as being a chore that you do for extrinsic reasons like losing weight which i think most people probably exercise to lose weight um and i think whilst that's a, a good secondary outcome for me um which is something i didn't mention before actually that when i was you know i was a lot bigger then i found exercise and actually I've moved away from like the obsessive dieting and the um, focusing on my body and I found the things that I love to do and as a consequence I got the body that I actually quite like now I mean I don't love my body it's not it's not socially culturally perfect but whose is and um, but it, but but I found the things that make me feel good in the moment and I think that's the key thing it needs to feel good in the moment it needs to make you feel really good afterwards because that's what makes you keep doing it and keep the momentum up um and that could be any type of movement or any type of activity and for people to find what that is there's there's, there's a few you know we'll get we'll get to kind of the tips around that later on i think yeah but, um, yeah. yeah let's touch on that at the end like kind of you know that's a very good point like how can you know people go go finding like that like oh well i don't know what feels good to me like how to go about that let's um yeah let's touch on that a little bit later that's a really good point but mm -hmm. i love that i i love how you uh, i'm just like taking all of this in i just think this is the groundbreaking thing because for me what's been the most life-changing and not just about exercise but life in general feeling good manifests when you feel good you create results because if we do something that you just feel utterly horrible about or you're not up for it oh i'm just going to do this because i have to like nothing good is going to come out of that because you're sending an off energy with the actions that you're doing and this applies to exercise if you let's say you go to the gym and you just despise it 
like it's not actually because you don't feel good it's not gonna give you the endorphins you know we love endorphins we work out and we get the endorphin rush rush but i love the fact that you know just focusing on like okay thinking of outside the normal fitness and just looking at okay even if not exercise but what physical activity can i do and i actually started thinking about like oh beyond exercise because i exercise regularly like five times a week and i'm like so does like walking count as physical activity or is that also kind of form of exercise like i'm, I'm a little bit confused would like walking count <laughs> i mean yeah well of course um, um i think there's a bit of a gray area between like what counts as exercise and, and and that's what needs to be broken down in people's minds as well i think i think a lot of the time people think that doesn't count but actually any form of movement counts towards um your your daily kind of count step your steps or which i think it's really good the this ten thousand steps um model because it kind of gives people kind of a, a target to aim for and then um, michelle seeger she's a behavioral scientist um in the state she's at university of michigan I, I read her work um around motivation and exercise she's written this brilliant book called no sweat and how to build a um, motivation for fitness for life is really great and she talks about opportunities to move and she talks about um really breaking down the idea of having to do a one and a half hour session of exercise in order for it to count and actually if you start to see your um your day as a whole opportunity to move you'll start to reprogram your sense of oh okay i'll i'll you know walk an extra stop from the bus i'll because i want to get my steps in or i'll do some squats whilst i'm whilst i've got my kettle on or i'll do and that that's part of uh, uh, bj fogg and um james clear's philosophies around the habit stacking where you you associate a a new habit with an existing habit so that's a really effective way to build more movement into your day and i think people aren't really seeing that as an option they kind of get you know have a really busy day at work going um work out for an hour in the gym and like you say they might be miserable because they hate doing it then they come home and they slob on the sofa all night and they haven't moved around their office much all day so it's kind of and actually that that um that's not very good for our for our kind of metabolisms we want to be moving as much as we can progressively throughout the day um which is hard at the moment because we're all kind of working from home and um we, we're missing out on those walks to the to the train or to the bus um so it's kind of thinking okay make sure i get out from my walk make sure and if you you know if you walk so you're raising your heart rate then yeah that's that counts as exercise of course it does um and any any sort of movement running up and down your step walking up and down your stairs in your house like more times than you need to deliberately leaving things upstairs so you have to walk upstairs i think we're programmed aren't we for everything to be really convenient and easy and for us to not move um and then that encourages sedentary behavior which we know is really bad for our for our well-being and our health um so it's kind of going against that and thinking you know like i'm always baffled as to how many people stand on the escalators um and don't walk up them because i think well that's a really good opportunity just to get some movement in just walk up there and if you did that every day you'd probably lose a few pounds and um <laughs> you know it's kind of this thing of oh we have to do exercise in a structured way which is not really true at all yeah no and and, and i love that because it's like movement is everywhere and and this is really part of my like like I said, my motto has been keep connecting, keep moving, like find a way to connect to yourself or to others or to higher, higher, whatever you need. 
and then you find a way to keep on going and keep on moving or keep you know moving your body forward doing actions living life so that's kind of what, what my motto stands for but it's like that movement in as physical activity and exercise that we are not meant to be standing like trees if we stand a long time let's say at a concert which you know we we have to do you stand there and wait you know the bands to come on but usually the back starts hurting pretty quick and that's a good example of we're not meant to be standing still a long time we're not trees we've been given these wonderful thing called legs to move them and arms and we're able to move so i love oh this is going to be so powerful for many because people you can start thinking about like, oh yeah, what smallest choices can I make today? That, oh yeah, oh my God, I'm waiting for that kettle. I'm just standing there. Oh my God, I'm going to do five squats. Like, I love that you said that, Louisa. Like, that, that's brilliant. And even like, oh yeah, yeah, instead of standing at the escalator, like I always do, man, I'm going to walk with like the others do. I'm going to do that. You know, like it's also links to breaking out of the habits. Maybe the habit is that you just stand there. But like, no, I'm going to break out of that habit. And you know, walk up the escalates. I just love this. I love the work that you do because this is a thing. I just want to help people to keep on moving because exercise has changed my life. But also like, even if they don't like exercise, they're like, find ways, just move your body, stretch when you're watching television, stand up and do a few jumps, you know, or the take few breaths. That's movement. Because when we're breathing and we're breathing all the time, our body is constantly moving. Because when we're breathing, the chest goes up and down. So that also shows that we are meant to move naturally. We don't even need to think about it. Um, anyway, is there something you want to touch on that? Sorry, I went on a little bit ramble. I no, love no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting. Well, I think if anyone's interested in that, I would do um, B BJ Fogg's got a free five-day um, habit change um, program that that's um, really easy to do and um, he talks about that he talks about his story of he every time he decided every time he went to the toilet for um, at, at home is, is important to note he did um, he started doing two press-ups every time he went to the toilet um, and now he does like a hundred press-ups or something a day and he doesn't have to do any other exercise because that's his full his his body's he's lost weight he's really toned he's you know and so and I think that's a really interesting kind of idea and I think and and you're absolutely right we're not programmed to um to be standing still think about our evolutionary history you know where our ancestors were were constantly moving and running and finding and hunting and and, and gathering and finding food um and uh, Kelly McGonagall is a she's a expert in behavioral change. Um, I love her actually. She's like my favorite um, academic um, doing work in this area. She she's she runs uh, she's an, she's an academic in behavioral science. She writes about willpower and the joy of movement. Has her latest book, which is brilliant. Um, if anyone's interested in, in reading more about this, but she's also a fitness. Um, she's also a personal trainer and fitness instructor, and she runs um, fitness classes at, at I think she's um, based at Stanford, um, and she talks about this whole idea of um you know we, we are meant to be moving we're meant to be complete we, we're sort of the sedentary aspect of life that has, has been inflicted on us sort of by the modern age is not really natural to us and actually whilst if you're if you are quite a sedentary person then moving a lot is hard work it's really hard work but actually if you persevere she says it takes um it takes about six weeks for the brain to adjust to any new kind of activity or new habit. Um, so it's diff that I think this is why people don't stick at things as well. It's like they might 
it, it, it's really hard, isn't it? It's really hard if you go out and you, you suddenly decide, oh, I'm going to go and run for half an hour. I mean, that's not, you're not, you're not going to keep doing it, are you? You need to find something that you can build up really slowly um, and then, then stick at it and persevere. And then in six weeks' time, you can have transformed yourself, transformed your whole attitude to movement and to, to habits. Um, so I think that's, that's really interesting. Um, there's lots, lots of interesting science out there. Yeah, and thank you for sharing all those resources. That's great because it's. I love that. You know, I hope that you know that this podcast can always not only entertain and you know empower people through you know my guest stories, but also the educational factor and the science. So thank you for sharing all that. Um, we're gonna get to the tips in a bit, and I love that you touched on that, like how to you know stick to it. That's I think a very <laughs> difficult thing for many. But I want to leave the tips to the end. But I want to talk about. Let's get to the motivation bit. And you actually mentioned that a bit ago. And you have a business called Be Motivated. Um, so can you tell about your business a little bit and like kind of what's your why and kind of how did that come about starting your own business? Okay, so that so my I, I decided to um start my own business. Um I've got I've I've got a career um in scientific publishing. Um and I've, I've did that for a long time, 15, 15 odd years. Um, and I decided, but the, throughout all that time I was exercising, I was running, um, I ran my running club at the, the company, which was one of my favorite things to do. And we used to do kind of events and like fundraisers and things. And I, and as I said, I did my, had my swimming group. So I've always kind of been really passionate about exercise. And I knew that, you know, if I exercised, um, it would make me better at my job. It makes me concentrate. I feel more, have, I've got more energy. So we used to go at lunchtime twice a week and it would give me more energy. I'd be more creative. I'd be better, more focused in the afternoon. It just, it just kind of transformed my, the, the way I kind of react related to myself. And, and as I say, it helped with all the, all the mental health and all the difficulties by kind of grounding, um, building resilience, giving me a sense of purpose, all of those things. So, um, so I decided um, that I really wanted to do more with this. So I went back to university, did a, a postgraduate um, degree in um, coaching at Birkbeck. Um, and that was really, really amazing, really interesting. And then I carried on studying from there and, and I did a course on um, cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, um, self-compassion uh, um, with Kristen Neff. And um, and then I decided I needed, I wanted to kind of pull this all together uh, and felt that it was really important to, to train to be a personal trainer as well so that I could understand the physical side um, and build my business around that. So so really my idea is and what I, what I help people with is the kind of space between the physical movement side of things you know personal personal training is brilliant um you know really great really great profession but i don't think that there's enough of a sort of understanding of all the emotional psychological barriers that people face when they're trying to exercise and trying to come to exercise and also you know as you get older in your life more and more complicated things happen in our lives and it's all tied to how we feel um you know you might you experience grief you experience breakups relationship heartaches um pregnancies infertility all sorts of things you know that that then 
affect how you relate to yourself and how you are able to relate to your own self-care so I think those things I don't think that's always very understood within the traditional fitness industry so I, I decided that kind of having the coaching element as part of that was really important um, because for, for people I don't I don't think for many people if they just go straight into an exercise program without actually trying to break down those barriers um and trying to unpick the history behind um why you know why haven't things worked in the past and i, I don't think they're going to find that much success it'll probably work in the short term um if they keep seeing a personal trainer but then long term i think you really do need to kind of do a lot of work in kind of self-reflecting and there's there's a whole kind of program of like going through like breaking down each of the barriers thinking about what does exercise really mean to you um how can you build that into your life successfully for the long term how can you get support for that through your family which i think's way more important as we get older we get more commitments we've got families um it's really really hard for someone like a really busy for example like a a mum in her late 30s who's got two really young kids and she's running around like mad um trying to look after the kids as she really wants to lose weight and, and exercise and feel good about herself but just doesn't have time like that's a completely different scenario from someone who's like a young professional in their 20s they don't have any commitments they can they they can go off and go to nice spin classes or the gym so i think um it's it's just th life becomes more complicated doesn't it so the more and there's then there's just so much more that you need to unpick and and I found that with with some of the people I work with I generally work with women over 35 um and a lot of these women have you know there's injuries come into play um life events just start to affect you know they may have been really active when they were younger there's, there is a sort of familiar pattern actually they're very active when they're younger they really enjoyed it then it sort of tails off when they become a mother or they or they they meet somebody or they get a busy career or they do you know like kind of up the it, it follows a pattern with their with their life story so i think that's all really really interesting and i think to be it was really important to me to to get trained properly and and, and from an academic institution as well to become a coach um so that i can really help people with all of that and and also my background in science and like scientific um publishing has meant that I'm really passionate about really bringing the scientific side of things in. So um, making sure, you know, faddy things are not, I mean, I'm not interested in anything that's kind of short-term and faddy. I'm interested in long-term um, scientifically evidence-based um, thinking, and that's what I bring into my work. So um, I try and keep up to date with that. Um, but it's very difficult in this in this in this um, area because there's a lot of different opinions and, and things going around. So um, yeah. I try and stick to what the academics are saying and the and the research. Yeah, but that's amazing because it's like you know you stand behind the science, and and I love what you said about the barriers and how actually before even getting getting to the exercise and doing some sort of program for for the fitness and physical activity and exercise is that it's really like looking into the barriers and and lovely listeners like go go back and rewind to you know what Louisa was saying like reflecting on, on those questions like 
you know, what is it the like, what, what, what's stopping you from exercise? You know, re- I forgot what they were, which is rewind. Cause that was just, you know, she's giving you value. So take all, you know, <laughs> take, notes, take notes. Um, but I love that it's all about like those barriers and breaking the barriers. So actually thinking of, cause I want to talk about motivation a little bit. Like, what do you think then kind of stands in the way of, if we think about lack of motivation as a barrier, like, what often stands in the way of people getting motivated just to do this, you think, in your opinion? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a really complex, complex area, motivation. I think, um, I think for a lot of people, they're either not in the right place to make a change, um, they're, not, they're not ready to make a change, or, for, or they're trying to make a, a much, a, a really ambitious change. Um, and I think that's what happens for a lot of people. Or their environment's not set up um, t- for them to make that change. So th- there's so many complicated aspects, and I guess it's so individual. But I think, think about how many people it get, gets to January. They are, I'm going on a diet, I'm going on a diet, I'm going to go to the gym. They sign up to the gym. The statistics around gym membership is astounding as to how many people pay for a gym membership and don't go, um, and how many people sign up to diets and do it for three weeks. There's there's this sort of common pattern, isn't there, of like I'm gonna I'm gonna go in January, I'm gonna lose this much weight, and I'm gonna go to the gym five times a week. And I think people actually try and set themselves up to fail unintentionally, of course, but they they're trying to take huge leaps and change their behaviour in one fell swoop, and it, and it just doesn't work because we know that motivation um, alone doesn't. We, it doesn't stay high it, it kind of goes up and down so while she might be like extremely motivated for in the first two weeks of January that's going to peter out so unless it's something easy to do and something you love to do which is what the, where the key is I think I don't think that you're going to keep doing it um long term because it's just miserable isn't it and you're also setting yourself up to fail because you're like well if I make, I say to myself, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week and then you don't, then you're going to feel disappointed and then you're not. Another another important part of the motivation is that it needs to be, um, you need to feel the emotions, that you need to feel that you've succeeded and emotionally you need to feel good about yourself. So if, so if you're punishing yourself by saying, oh, we didn't do that, oh, I'm, I'm useless, blah, 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 I think it kind of then sets yourself on a on a pathway to kind of failure and then feeling really badly about yourself, which is the opposite of what you're trying to do. So it's, it's quite, it's quite interesting. It's a really interesting area. So I think it's, it's so individual. Um, but the, but the key thing is really this idea of intrinsic motivation. So doing something for yourself. Um, so this is like Decky and Ryan's self-determination theory. Um, and Daniel Pink writes a lot about this. He's, he's a really good person to read. Um, so having being driven by something that you want to do for yourself that makes you feel good in the moment and makes you feel good after that's that's really key rather than doing something for extrinsic reasons such as losing weight is extrinsic it's external to you um doing something to win a medal doing losing weight because your partner's told you to or or all and and there's the science around this is really interesting because it apparently um evidence has shown that if even if you've got two reasons so if you if you're like exercising because you feel good and you want to lose weight it won't be as effective as if you just focus on the the feeling good aspects of it which is interesting isn't it because actually if you exercise to feel good because you think about it if you 
if you go out running because you love it and it makes you feel good, you'll keep doing it and you'll keep wanting to do it and it will create a positive cycle. Therefore, you will, and as I say, the ripple effect will come in and you'll start to think, well, I've just been for a lovely run. I'm not going to eat um, a whole fast food. I mean, maybe you will, like, and that's okay every now and again, but you're probably more likely to want to nurture your body and eat something really healthy. And then that creates this positive cycle and you're therefore probably going to lose weight not immediately and but slowly over time you will lose weight because you're doing something that you love you're burning the calories and that's um and that's really interesting to me i think and i think people want fast fixes don't they they want really quick solutions and fast fixes and unfortunately in in this world um losing weight is not a fast you can't lose weight quickly and sustainably for the long term it really is um a whole lifestyle change that people aren't willing to you know they want they want a fast fix and that goes against what we're fed by media and you know all of these solutions because we're promised all these solutions but they're not really long-term i mean i don't know anyone who's managed to sustain one of those diets for the long term because they're just not sustainable yeah absolutely and and that's the thing like you said like it's uh it becomes a lifestyle so if people you know go about that they find that form of movement that they feel good about then you love doing it and you keep on doing it and that's the thing what why i said like feeling good manifests when you feel good with your exercise then you start feeling good like oh i want to actually also make feel good choices in my diet and you notice differences like eating that big mac or eating a salad you notice a difference or whatever that might be it's like it's that ripple effect and i love that because it's all about exercise is one thing but diet goes with it sleep goes with it you know and, and that's a whole another i'm sure we could have a whole another conversation about well-being and all those holistic aspects of well-being but just to kind of get to the tips now is that mm-hmm. you did mention like you know people want those quick fixes and unfortunately it doesn't work that way but if if someone is thinking like okay i want to get started i want to find a way you know my way of movement to feel good what what tips would you give to them like how to go about finding that formal forms of exercise and physical activity what tips would you give them okay so um first and foremost it's about finding the thing that you like to do so that can be that's easy for some people and it's not so easy for others so if you have no idea where to start with that um i think it's always good to think about when you were a kid like kids just naturally love moving they love moving and um playing games and whatever they you know loads of things so think about when you were a kid what did you what did you love to do was it like rollerblading or basketball or football whatever it was there'll be something that you you enjoyed doing um in a physical sense um and that might start to help you to think oh could you know could i could i do could i do that or one of my friends like loved playing netball when she's a teenager and she didn't really ever think that that could count as an exercise and she you know she was like i'd love and then when she thought about it she said oh i'd love I, you know i'd love to do that again so that's so that's one way of starting um and then it's really just kind of getting to know yourself um and figuring out what do you like to do and experiment with a few things um you know if if you like being outside make sure that the the exercise you choose is being outside if you like work if you like music so it's exercising to music's brilliant i mean it's like one of the best things and if you can exercise to music in a group um 
even better because you get an extra like endorphins from from a community sense of exercising together in a in a group and the music just makes you feel great um i i do my own fitness classes um virtually at the moment um to cheesy 80s uh, power ballads and and it's just brilliant because people move together they're exercising they get that sense of camaraderie um and feel good um endorphins and things from the music um so it's figuring out like can you combine something that you love to do do you like listening to podcasts then that's a really good way to get outside for a walk get outside for a jog with your headphones in do you like dancing dance around your living room we've talked about that um are you into gardening gardening's a really good way to get movement in um housework even i mean some people love doing the hoovering so do that but do it a bit more vigorously like <laughs> yeah you know kind of just be creative about it um and and yeah there's there's lots of things you can do and if you've got kids then get outside with the kids run around with the kids go on a bike ride get you know think of think of activities you can do as a family that can that can help um and i think other other sort of tips um is kind of make make it easy for yourself um and think about the the habit stacking think about can you build movement into your day by doing like you mentioned i think the squats while you're boiling a kettle or doing a press up every time you brush your teeth or any anything like that like that if you haven't got time to kind of spend a whole hour exercising then building into your day is the way to go um yeah. and there's plenty oh, of brilliant online online kind of exercise programs out there so just have be a bit creative and have a look around and ask friends yeah. and and another another good thing is doing exercise with other people because you, you've mentioned that when you when you had your personal trainer when you were going to the gym and you know knowing that you have to go and meet somebody that gives you a an impetus to do it because you you feel you're letting the person down if you don't go and and it will help the other person as well so is there somebody you can pair up with to be an exercise buddy are there any classes locally where you live um so it's being kind of creative um and i think one of the most important things is getting giving yourself permission um and treating it as a sort of self-care activity which i think a lot of the time people see exercise as being completely self-indulgent and selfish and actually i think it's the opposite because i think that you are the best version of yourself if you can be the best version of yourself um you're going to be a better partner um parent family member friend you're gonna you and people and other people will benefit from that so actually i think whilst you might think it's really selfish to go off and do an hour of yoga how are you going to you're going to be such a better person after you've done that and then that's going to be better for everyone else and everyone else will see that so i think um getting your family on board and and, and helping them to understand how important it is is, is essential um because if you haven't got a supportive network around you you're just not going to do it um and you know getting if, if they can do it with you even better so yeah, yeah um and making it easy so making much, making it easy so is absolutely value. key oh yeah making it easy. <laughs> oh my god so much value you just gave like guys you have to rewind and go and listen to that again that was just like oh, that's so <laughs> powerful that's so powerful because for some people who it's just like a habit already it is like yeah i mean what's the problem like but it's like for some people they haven't built that habit yet, and you've given them so much value and tips on how to 
how to go about it. And that's the thing, like not seeing it as a chore or just like, oh, yeah, it might be hard if you really want to push yourself and, and you know, do hard exercises and like, hey, I want to do that. It's it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to feel hard and it's hard. And I was just having to work out this morning and, and I'm struggling with doing the abs and I don't like doing abs. Like some parts of it, like I don't like. But then when I think of it, no, this is for the betterment of me. I'm taking care of myself so I can live a long, happy life with my, you know, being my best self and like you said a ripple effect on it doesn't only affect me but like me doing my exercise this morning i'm more focused i'm more me my energy is high so i'm able to have this conversation with you louise i'm a much better energy i'm able to show up for you and my audience in my best self so i love what you said about that it's like it's it's a ripple effect also in that sense. And, and like you said, thinking of it as a self care thing, it's me time. It's something that's going to not only benefit you, but others as well. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. Just real <laughs> quick before we wrap up, like what about then? Like if someone is struggling to stick to it, um, you know, that they do get started and they, they found that way to move and, you know, they, you know, a couple of weeks in or something. And I know you mentioned earlier, they take six weeks to something to really to stick in. But if someone is like started and then they have that day, nope, I'm going to give up. I don't want to do this anymore. Like what tips would you give for someone like how to keep on moving? Like, no, don't give up, like stick to it. What would you tell them? Sure, that's a, that's a really interesting one. Um, and it happens to all of us, doesn't it? Um, first of all, I'd say sure. you need a little bit of um, self-compassion is required here because, you know, it's easy just to say, oh, I'm giving up, I'm useless, and beat yourself up and say, oh, that was a waste of time. And actually, it wasn't a waste of time because you've, 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 you've done the habit for however long and, and things do get in the way sometimes and having a couple of weeks off doesn't mean you've failed. You can go back to it. You can review how you felt. You might, you might need to change a few things. Maybe you weren't doing quite the right type of movement. Maybe you want to try something else. It's all about kind of experimenting and, and often life, life gets in the way, doesn't it? We, you know, might get ill, family member might, might get ill, might stop you from doing it. But if you can just find a way, and I think that's, that's just being creative again and finding a way to build build movement in your day so that you're kind of continuing to do that i think that that would be really helpful and having um a friend or a personal trainer or a coach um to help you along with that if you get stuck you know someone you can who can hold you to account um is is always really helpful motivating so if you say you know even if you just text a friend and say can you text me once a week and, and ask me how I'm getting on. And that, that could be quite motivating um, and help you because you don't want to let the other person down. So, yeah, I just say stick, stick, stick at it. I mean, the most effective exercise diet programs are the ones that stick that, you know, it's all about adherence, isn't it? It's not, it's not really about what works in the short term at all. It's the, the long term and how, how you can stick to that. And and really, if you love something, you'll, you'll ingrain it in your identity. And that's another part of it. So if it becomes part of your identity, you will, you'll do it for life. You'll keep doing it. Like if you, you've become a right, you you're not, you're not thinking about running a 10 K cause that's just kind of, you run a 10 K that's your goal done. What you want to do is think I'm becoming a runner. I'm a runner. And then you're, then you're a runner for life and you can do as many 10 Ks as you want. Absolutely. And, and that's also a thing like, and what came to me now from what you said is that also reminding yourself, why did you start? 
what was the like you said the intrinsic motivation and like you said it should be intrinsic and not extrinsic like coming from within you like i would say like connecting within why is this important to me why was it whether it's in the beginning of the year or whether you start now you start a few weeks ago a month ago and you've kind of you know lost track thinking why is it important why did i initially begin what was that idea or thought? Like, and then if it's like, hey, I want to be healthier so I can see my grandchildren grow up. Wow. Okay. Like you, you, you're doing that. I want to be there. I want to be my best version for my grandchildren. Or you're just like, oh, oh, we have, you know, heart disease in the family. I don't want that. I am going to do this. Whatever that is, is finding and reconnecting with that. And my coaching clients and my friends know I have a bunch of post-it notes in front of me. Write it on a post-it note and put it on a mirror. Your why. Why do <laughs> you want to do it? And every yeah. morning when you brush your teeth, is like being there for my grandchildren or like, you know, healthy heart or it's like my best self and whatever. Like, you know, if you want to feel like a Superman, you know, put a Superman photo on the mirror. Like whatever it is, like these kind of things can be very, very, very powerful. I, we could speak... It's, it's been almost an hour. We could speak so much more. And I feel like I want to have you on for something else in my later on uh, seasons. But thank you so much, first of all. Like, you've shared so much value. And and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm taking it all in because also for me, it's been really eye-opening. So thank you for everything that you've shared. Um, but just kind of as a final thing, before we do my little fun game at the end of filling the sentences, would you have anything else... Anything at all that you would want to give to listeners about anything we've spoken about, a final piece of words of encouragement or anything at all? Um, yeah, just to say, um, I try try and experiment and, and have fun and find something that you love to do and make, you know, there's this amazing opportunity to feel great in yourself and um, take it and um, hopefully you'll, you'll find something that you love for life and feel your best self and um be the best version that that you can of yourself for everyone and, and yourself absolutely so if someone is really wanting to connect with you like find your blogs or follow you on social how would they find and and connect with you yeah sure so my company's called be motivated um coaching so it's um be motivated coaching.com and i'm on instagram at be motivated coaching i've got a facebook page i think it's louisa be motivated coaching um so yeah follow me um join my exercise class if you're interested or um i'm happy to take on new new coaching clients as well if, if people want to run through the whole program with me um in how to transform their kind of exercise habits for for life absolutely and now that you've heard from louisa for an hour i'm sure like there will be people who are like i'm all about this i need you know you can get louisa one-on-one guys like wouldn't that be amazing so that's an amazing resource <laughs> well thank you for this conversation but you you have listened to my podcast so you probably know what's coming next um i have this little you know fun way to end every every um episode is that i just kind of start a sentence and then i will just if you could just finish the sentence for me kind of intuitively what comes to you um and we could wrap it up that way does that sound good (laughs) yeah yeah sure (laughs) oh awesome okay so connection to me means so that means um being part of something bigger, something that makes you feel fulfilled and purposeful, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Movement to me means? 
feeling my best self. <laughs> yep. Simple there you go, that. guys. <laughs> yes, I love that. I agree. Motivation to me means um feeling kind of inspired to do what I love to do and to keep doing it. Um so for me that's keeping on swimming, keeping on running, um and, and doing the things that make me feel my best self. Yeah. And finally, physical activity to me means. Oh, that's uh, my kind of my life, my life saving tool for keep, keeping me, keeping me happy and keeping me thriving and keeping my resilience. Um, and yeah, I couldn't live without it. It's my it's, it's one of the most important things in my life. <laughs> Amazing. And I, I agree with that, too. Physical activity is everything. Like we said, guys. We're not meant to be standing still. You're meant to move. Use your body. Be grateful for your body, what it can do, and find your way to move that feels good. Because when you feel good, then you also can do your best and show up as your best self. And, and you can become unstoppable. That's what I really feel like. Thank you, Louisa, for your time and being here. It's been wonderful to, to chat with you today. Thank you. Thank you, Essie. And to you. It's been really great. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, hour goes by really quickly. It really does. (laughs) Yeah. And just as a final point to my lovely listeners, um, if if this is something that really you like, this really helped you and really served you, please share to any of your friends or anybody who might use use Louise's guidance and and wisdom um, because sharing is caring. And that's really what I want to want to do with this podcast is that we can bring these stories and not only, you know, it can help you, but you can also create a ripple effect. What we just discussed is to share it. That it can also help other people and please leave a review follow, because those are also the ways that I can keep on growing this podcast and bring it to even more and bigger audiences and thank you so much for everyone who's giving me feedback and thank you for showing up and listening week by week and yeah until next time i'm your host Essie, and like i always say keep connecting and keep moving hello lovelies i just wanted to take a quick moment to say a huge thank you for listening to this episode of moving dialogues if you're wanting to support the growth of this podcast there is a donation link below so i can keep on bringing even more moving stories your way better than ever i thank you so much for your continuous support it doesn't go unnoticed i'll see you next time much love